Hi, I'm Madonna. I'm your worst nightmare. To rule the world. Why don't you show them what you do, honey? You've never had more fun with anyone else. People, people, we gotta move on to the next song. Right? Somewhere I'm sweet between. and I'm a bitch, you know what I mean? And that's always been the way it is. I'm, I'm a human being. <laughs> I'm waiting. Hey, everybody. Welcome to MLVC, the Madonna podcast, your place for all things Madonna, Louise, Veronica, Ciccone. I'm Stefan. Hey, guys, I'm Tony. Um, you know, used to belong to Jimi Hendrix. I bet he'd love it if I swapped it for the boots. <laughs> and hey, guys, uh, it's Liberty here. And, you know, I'm back with my podcast friends and they tried to warn me about them. You know, they have good manners. They're so romantic. They'll only make you blue. How can I explain to them? How, how could they know? I'm just in love with their words. Oh. And oh. we love having you, Liberty. Welcome back. Welcome back, Liberty. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So everybody, today is an uh, auspicious podcast day because it is our first podcast under the coronavirus quarantine. Yes, we don't have to tell you anything about it. You're dealing with it. We're all home. We all have to follow specific instructions not to go out and mingle, which is hard for a lot of us social butterflies. But, you know, this is for the greater good. You know, we're not just keeping ourselves safe. We're keeping others safe, right? Yeah. How is is everything? Tony and I are both in New York, and we know how kind of crazy it is here. Like, my neighborhood has never been so silent since in the entire 12 years I've lived here, it's like birds tweeting and I can hear grass fluttering in the wind. <laughs> and uh, uh, How is Texas, Liberty? Well, Texas is not a total ghost town. I mean, as far as the city of San Antonio, things are pretty, um, pretty normal. Like it's a little bit less traffic, but it's still people going to work, still people. I mean, as far as whatever work is not um, yeah. under the non-essential I call mm-hmm. I guess they call those jobs and yeah I'm working from home so nice. I don't really I don't go out much but uh when I have gone out uh, for walks around the neighborhood I still see people driving around so to me it doesn't look that different but um I know and everything hopefully, is and hopefully it won't hopefully it won't change yeah. too too much you know like we're Every day I keep watching the governor on television thinking any day now they're going to say, and luckily we have a, uh, we have a fix. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, we're all very hopeful and um, I hope Madonna is hopeful too, because I've been looking at her quarantine diaries and I think there's what been five now. Am I right in saying that? Four, five. Yeah. And sometimes her outlook is not very bright. Yeah. Are you, so Madonna, cheer up. <laughs> you're referring you're referring to her court to her specific like typewriter version, the the ones where she's sitting with the typewriter talking about her quarantine diary. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and I guess the bathtub one could be added to that. You know, she doesn't have a bathtub. I mean a bathtub typewriter, but you know, she's still Telling us what the deal is. <laughs> yes. And, you know, um, I did see, I don't remember who posted it, but I saw an article about that these are like some of her greatest uh, pieces of art in 
in a long time. Um, <laughs> I, I would, I, I, I'll try to find it, but, uh, yeah, basically these quarantine diaries are raw Madonna and very, you know, uh, pure art, which. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't agree with you there. And, you know, the, the quarantine diaries have gotten her a lot of press. Uh, she's pretty much been on everything that I open. Um, you know, a lot of it is derisive, but you know, what can you expect from these people? You know, they don't know Madame X. They don't know what she's been through. And she didn't die in Paris, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that bathtub that bathtub video certainly got her a little bit of flack because I think people mm-hmm. were sort of thinking, oh, poor Madonna, she's in a milk-filled bathtub with rose petals and woe is her for being quarantined with, you know, people waiting at her beck and call type of thing. And I'm like, well, you know what? You can't fault the woman for having money, you know, like that's, mm-hmm. she worked for that. She's wealthy and she's experiencing her own version of the coronavirus. It's like everyone is having, you know, like I'm stuck in a one room studio apartment in New York city and I'm watching other people who are like going for hikes or like, mm-hmm. you know, in a pool. And I'm like, well, I- I'm not going to be mad that they're sitting by their pool that they paid for. I'm not going to be mad that people, <laughs> you know, have an upstate house that they get to go hiking in the woods. It's like, well, that's, I just, I don't have that. So it's like, you know what, Madonna, good for you that you have a rose mm-hmm. petaled bath waiting for you at the end of the day. You know, like I wish I had that. I don't, but you know, it is what it is. I just wish she wasn't so doomsday right now because, you know, a lot of her fans like me, you know, look to her for not necessarily guidance, but, you know, maybe a mood elevator when I need one. You know, <laughs> um, you know she posted that photo of uh, Frida Kahlo on her deathbed and I'm like, yeah, I don't need to see that today, you know, or uh, I don't know. Just cheer up. Madonna. It, it is <laughs> it is a little um sort of apocalyptic sometimes what she's got Mm -hmm. going on um the the whole ghost town video that she posted where it's it's to ghost town but it's these just empty streets of all these big cities um and then the uh the trump post i think she got quite a bit of uh flack for that because people don't really want her to be political which is i don't i'm still like i'm still astounded that people are you know, like, hello, have they met Madonna? Right. I mean, she's been doing politics since she could talk. <laughs> right. And, and, and it, why are people surprised that she has an opinion or has something to say about this? It's, it's interesting to me. I, I think in her, yeah. in her world, I do. I think even if she was maybe a little tired at the end of the tour, she still had things to say. Um, mm-hmm. and Absolutely. I don't think she would, I think that's why she didn't really want to have the show have so many cancellations and, and, um, that she didn't want those two shows to, to be the last, those two ones at the end to be canceled. She had things to say and, and she says it even in, in one of these typewriter, you know, I, I, I miss being in front of the audience. I miss making people laugh and. Yeah. She's a showgirl. She wants to be in front of people and. You know, yeah, I don't. I don't think she likes a lot of downtime. I mean, I I could tell just from watching her. I mean, she looks just, ah, uh, just, I don't know, angry and just a little sullen. But you know, right about now, after the tour wrapped up, she would probably be going through physical therapy and working on the edit for you know the the, the televised Madame X. But it doesn't look like any of that's happening right now. So hopefully, she's getting the help that she needs. 
for her knee. Yeah, it's hard to tell. I think she is getting some some interesting therapies. Um and she's and she, and she is eating fried fish, so we know she's getting her oh, right. I did enjoy uh, the Vogue remix, which you know was a, a very nice way to uh, commemorate the 30th anniversary of Vogue, which sounds weird saying out loud because it feels like just yesterday. Oh wow, is that what that was for? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I, I thought it was just like, like fun. Yeah, it was her like silent way of sort of like nodding to the fact that Vogue is has turned 30 which which is yes tony crazy to think that mm-hmm. it's that old of a song because then that makes me say god how old am i well i was just gonna <laughs> yeah. say i don't think it's 30 because i'm only 20 <laughs> oh right, right, right. <laughs> it can't yeah. it can't be no and, and I, I saw it on somebody's post and i didn't realize it and i, I wrote back i was like and life was never the same again mm-hmm. and it really wasn't no mm-hmm. that's true that's true yeah there's yes between madonna's uh fried fish homage to vogue and then i don't know if you saw the there's a a guy a singer who did a a coronavirus ditty to vogue Um, oh no i haven't seen that oh it's hysterical yeah i'll have to send it to you after this it's so funny where like he's sort of like he reworks the whole song to talk about the coronavirus and uh uh, it's it's quite it's quite, I'm not even gonna try to to sing it. I don't remember the words, but uh, it's it's quite funny. Um, but yes, and these are these are the ways that really you do kind of get through times like this is to look for ways. It, it's not necessarily to like make fun or think things are silly because it is a serious mm-hmm. time. Yeah, but we need that humor and the light to sort of remember that there are, are brighter times ahead that mm-hmm. things will get better and easier um, and we'll all go back to norm, normal, whatever your normal is at some mm-hmm. point. Yeah, agreed. And I, I think that that's sort of where people are coming at it from. It's like, they're not sort of making fun of the sickness and the death and the, the sadness that's being surrounded by it. But they're trying to say, you know, like, look, we need to, we can't simply be in that negative space all the time. You know, yes, there's a time and place for it, but we have to focus on sending our energy towards something positive, towards looking, looking ahead at what, yes, we will get through it and we will, we will rise. We will. Exactly. And and recognize and hold on to those moments of grace and beauty that you have throughout the day. You know, sometimes when you're busy commuting, running around, whatever, you don't think about things like that. But now is a perfect opportunity to do that. I urge everyone to seek the beauty in your life, even if it's just inside your apartment. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and you know what, Tony, actually, that's a really good segue. I had wanted to say for all of our listeners out there, what what are our three suggestions? Everyone, you, me, Liberty, uh, we could all give people like our own individual three suggestions for how we're sort of surviving isolation or the quarantine or, or whatnot. And, you know, cause I know everyone's situation is different and I thought it'd just be fun to sort of mm-hmm. do a little round Robin and see how, what, what are three things that you're doing to help sort of like get you through each day? Yeah. Liberty, you start ladies Ooh. first. Okay, I will start. Uh, Well, the first thing that I say everybody needs to have is the MDNA Rose Mist Spray. Um, I couldn't get by without it, without staying fully hydrated um, and keeping... keeping my my skin glowing and um, feeling fresh all day. Self-care. That's number one. Self-care is very important. Self-care. Yeah, that's number one. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Oh, go ahead. All three. You can just go. Yeah. Oh, okay. All three. All three. Okay. So second thing um, is uh, to have champagne um, <laughs> because I don't need a reason <laughs> for champagne <laughs> and I will have that um, even when it's not a quarantine or a lockdown. <laughs> um, so it's a survival if, mm-hmm. if you if you've not had it you know just for your every day to day sort of need just get a bottle sustenance yes and i'm <laughs> not going to say is it regular is it regular champagne or is it champagne rosé <laughs> well champagne rosé i'm not picky um mm-hmm. and i in fact i was just going to add to that i'm i'm i buy mine at costco <laughs> because you know i I don't need it to be Dom Perignon. So, yes. What is, what is that Costco size? Is that like a Costco size? Like it's like a gallon of champagne? No, it's a regular size and it only comes in, you know, a single bottle. Um, but it's pretty good. It's it's not it's not too bad, actually. Nice. Yeah. All right. Listeners know a recommendation, Costco champagne. Costco champagne. <laughs> Last time it was Luby's and this time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I like to know. And, you know, it goes without saying, we're always going to recommend MDNA skin products to all of you beautiful people. Yes, of course. <laughs> I just, you know, I'll let them know how to get in touch with me later. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> let's see. The third thing that somebody really needs when uh, you're trying to survive and get through the, um, the times when you're stuck at home is... Um, that's a good question. I should have had it by now. Uh, <laughs> well, internet. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Blatantly, put it to put it <laughs> simple. Uh, you need to have a, a good internet connection because your ch- your children are going to be coming and bothering you all the time. And mm-hmm. you know, if you don't have internet, then you don't have anything to court, sort of like put in their hands and say, "Look, here is another episode of." Um, well, my kids are watching King of the Hill right now. So, oh, that's so cute. Yeah, <laughs> it's well. They also Liberty. I also saw that you had your kids. You were like a Brady Bunch band. Like you had oh. them doing a performance the other day on Instagram Live. Yeah. So, I mean, actually, that that may be oh, the I'm third just... thing would be music. Music mm-hmm. is probably the thing you really need. Um, my older son plays piano, and the younger one plays drums. And so sometimes I tell them, you know, okay, start jamming. And so the older <laughs> one plays a lot of songs that he figures out by ear. He doesn't, he does read music, but he plays better by ear. Oh, um, he's, he's Suzuki method. Yeah. He figures it out. Like is he's got these anime songs like that he likes and he plays those and he's really well. And so the, the younger one is into Metallica. Oh dear. I don't. Yeah. So he just plays. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, he plays. It's because my husband is a metal is a metal head. So um, at some point, the younger one figured out Metallica was a thing. And he just plays the various like riff or drum. I don't know. What do you call those? But anyways, drum beats in Enter Sandman. Mm. <laughs> oh yes uh-huh. they make it work somehow somehow it, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work and it sounds a little bit messy and then they start fighting um and that's when you give them the internet <laughs> <laughs> but i think it must be kind of fun to have all that noise in your house all at once you know it is especially if i've had yeah. champagne 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you guys my three uh, survival tips for, you know, things that I've just kind of picked up. Um, I was not much of a breakfast person back before the, what do you call this? And, the, the apocalypse. Um, <laughs> the apocalypse. And now I find myself getting up um, early, cutting up fruit, having really nice fresh fruit plates. And I recommend everyone get fresh fruit and eat it throughout the day. But first thing in the morning, it just, it's just the best way to start. Um, That's my awesome. second loading tip. up on vitamin C. Yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. I didn't realize it, but I was like, wow, I love fruit. Why don't I eat more? Uh, why don't I eat more of it? Because I'm usually going to buy these ridiculous ham and egg sandwiches from the deli around the corner. You know, part of part of what's going on right now is that we can kind of change some of the habits yes. that we have, you know, and that's what I'm going to do. But one habit I'm not going to break, and this is echoing uh, something that Liberty brought up, is the reinvention cream, mm. uh, talk about self-care and DNA skin. Um, the reinvention cream, just putting it on my face in the morning lowers my anxiety levels. I don't know how, maybe it's just because it smells amazing or maybe because it feels good. But if you have something that you use, use it and, you know, enjoy it and, you know, hopefully it'll make you feel good, whether it smells good, feels good, looks good. Um, yeah, just do it, you know, and also get dressed every morning, you know, yes. like you're going somewhere, you know. We have these uh, these amazing Zoom conference calls with uh, work and everyone just gets dressed up and it really helps, you know, it's, it's little things like that. I agree. Like dressed, and, up, dressed up how, Tony? Like top hat you know, just No, I mean, well, you can, but I mean, you know, just <laughs> get dressed. Don't just wear like a hoodie and sweats. Uh, uh, ho- ho- hoodie? <laughs> hoodie. Uh, hoodie. And my last tip, which goes without saying, is um, put some Madonna in your YouTube playlist. Uh, put some Madonna on your, you know, regular playlist. Um the other night I was having, I was really like plugged in. I was not feeling it. Uh, we had a, we had an Instagram live for the podcast. It really got me going. And I watched uh, Drawn World that night and I just felt so good. I had not seen it in a while. And I, I can honestly tell you, I forgot about everything that was going on for two hours. And I even laughed at the funny song, which I never did. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm throwing the ball to you, Stefan. Sure. Okay. So I'm going to continue on with our little self-care regimen. I definitely think if you want to like one thing that you should definitely do every day is put on fresh underwear. I cannot stress. I cannot stress that enough. Um, Yeah. I mean, yes, you should shower, but definitely put on fresh underwear (laughs) after that. Don't go back into some day all drawers. Put on. Man, maybe that's what I've been missing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Put on some new fresh silk drawers and pour yourself a glass of champagne. You know, like. Order some, if you haven't, order some online, you know, like it, mm-hmm. like there's nothing like breaking up in a fresh pair of underwear and putting them on and yeah. taking them for a stroll around the studio apartment. Uh, <laughs> um, I think the second thing that, and this is just like, I mean. Wait, Stefan, let me interrupt you there. There's a line from Working Girl that says, um, you know, just because you walk around your underwear, you walk around your apartment in your underwear doesn't make you Madonna. 
Oh, <laughs> oh, you know what I did? I, th- I think I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who says that? Is that um, Joan Cusack? Uh, Academy Award nominated performance by Joan Cusack. Uh, I love her, that movie. Mm-hmm. She's so good. Um, she actually says a lot of Madonna stuff all the time. I think like, uh-huh. in, I think in, she's in, a fan, isn't she? I don't know why I, I think, say that. I mean, well, I would was, love her to be a fan. Yeah, I mean, because I'm a fan. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so then... Um, I think the the next thing to do, and th- I mean, I'm going to say what this one thing is, but you can sort of expand on it. Um, my thing has been like clean out some closets, uh, but that could expand to like cabinets, drawers, you know, whatever you have, sort of like garage. You know, like I, I don't I don't have a garage, but like I've been in my apartment and have been stir crazy and bored, and having a task like cleaning out a closet has been very very helpful to me. Um, I've encountered some things that I thought I had gone missing and I was like oh that's where this has been and it's so it's been it's like been a good blonde to... ambition a blonde ambition tour jacket perhaps oh I <laughs> wish that I would never misplace I, uh, <laughs> never uh, I, I think you heard our interview with Lewis and he said he didn't know where his blonde ambition tour jacket was and I was like what we gasped I'm like <laughs> We need to find that immediately, yeah. Lewis. <laughs> I I have to say, I was like, well, I mean, you know, he has something better. He's got all these memories, right? But mm-hmm. oh, that's that's still something that it's. I, I I was given one recently by a friend. Um, I oh because you know you just casually <laughs> give them away, you know. <laughs> well, I'm not sure. I think she said she found it at a garage sale. You were wow. given a blonde ambition tour. F- jacket yes well it's not picks or it didn't happen it's the um <laughs> it's the pioneer one so it's oh who like, cares I, who cares that's even better yeah i mean that's probably john draper's old jacket it, it, it's something that i had years ago and had sold and um oh, i don't know she, i'm yeah, glad it for came sure. back to you me too mm-hmm. me too maybe i did something right in the universe that um <laughs> that i was gifted again um, well, that's like my my blonde ambition tour T shirt. I mean, I used it's the one of her from the Express Yourself video where she's like naked and looking over her shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I used to wear that T shirt to no end. I mean, it was like a tattered rag. I think by the time I stopped, I had had to stop wearing it. But I had my mother had moved, and my it, my mom put all of my clothes that was at her house at that time in a trash bag because there was no luggage for me. And my sister thought it was trash and threw it out. And I was mm. like. I was devastated because I was like, it was my favorite t-shirt. And I think the only reason I didn't have it with me was because I was like, I need to stop wearing this so it doesn't fall apart. And, you know, but I was like going to keep it forever. And then it got thrown away and I was devastated. And then cut to like 20 years later, some guy who had lived around the corner for me for years, him and I got to chatting and he happened to have like three spare t-shirts of that exact t-shirt. And he was like, yeah, do you want one? So it sort of like came back into my possession and I was extremely happy and i don't wear it now because i'm always like i feel like if i wear it i'll be jinxed or something you know i was like um anyway number three on my list of (laughs) things to uh to do when you're stuck at home uh during a quarantine is i think one that we all are very appreciative of which is create some art um madam x has been doing it um i've been trying to do it I think it's important to, uh, even if you don't consider yourself an artist, everyone has art within them. Uh, they're capable of doing it. It doesn't have to be, you know, like make a painting. It could be something as simple as like uh, 
take a picture um, from a unique perspective or just, you know, go outside to your garden, pick some flowers and put them in an arrangement on your dining room table or, you know, like dress differently for a Zoom meeting. It could be whatever you want it to be, but like do something creative. Sing around the apartment like I do. (laughs) Choreograph something for TikTok. I don't know. You know, like the world is your oyster. There is so much downtime that we have. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's great to sort of like zone out in front of Netflix and catch up on some movies or whatnot. But like Tony was saying, right now we have been given such a gift of time. Mm-hmm. We have never had this much time on our hands mm-hmm. to just do whatever we want. I mean, obviously other than travel, but like because we're confined in these spaces, it's it's a great time yeah. to to sort of take care of yourself and, mm-hmm. and put out some, you know, do a YouTube video, do a, do an Instagram live, whatever it is that you want to do, just go and, you know, and have fun with it. Um, yeah. The first couple of days are really shocking. I actually felt like Madonna in the opening scene of um, truth or dare walking around my apartment, just picking things up, putting them back down, trying to clean, not clean, look out the window. Don't look out the window. You know, while people were talking above me saying I was a little girl lost in a storm, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) No, you know, after a couple of days, I was like, I'm not doing this. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to keep myself down just because there's something going on. You know, it's like, I have, you know, we have to persevere. And, you know, for a lot of us, this may be the hardest thing we've had to go through. So let's, let's show everyone that we can get out there and, you know, create a new world with, with new habits. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. I, yeah. yeah. I love that point just because I think for me, I've, I've had a, like a lot to do for the last probably six or mm-hmm. seven months where it's just like, I was some days feeling like, um, so overwhelmed, like I couldn't come up for air just, just always, um, struggling to get through, you know, like, and get everything done in the day. And, um, I think in the back of my head for, for a lot of days, I feel like I was saying, please just give me some, some time. I just need some time. And here, here I've been given all of the time. Um, (laughs) and, and I, I don't know if I've been doing with it, what, what I need, to do, but I have been doing more of what I want to do and I'm fine with that, you know, just kind of, I painted a room, I've cleaned a little bit, I've, um, finished some work on my schoolwork and I have spent more time with my family. I've, um, sat outside more. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's all stuff that I've felt like I didn't have a chance before to do mm-hmm. so yeah I mean, yeah the other day i sat still for an hour and who does that yeah i'm not a monk you know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah th- those things feel great right Stefan? yeah i i mean th- th- it's the quarantine has been a little rough for me like the past week uh, i'm i unfortunately have anxiety that resides within me and for the first you know couple of days I was feeling anxious that, oh my God, I'm sick. You know, I'm, what is, I'm, my throat's feeling off and, you know, I'm now my chest is tight and I'm having labored breathing and I, I, I have the virus and I'm going to die. And it was, it was a little bit of a struggle for me on a day-to-day basis. Um, I got to say, thankfully, you know, we had done that Instagram live, uh, 
for the podcast. And for that one hour, my mind was completely taken off of being anxious and feeling like I was dying. And I was like, oh, okay. So maybe it's not that I'm dying of a virus because I have no fever or cough or symptoms for real. It's just maybe in my head. And Mm -hmm. I just need to stop focusing on the doom and gloom and focus on other things. And, uh, and also it's seasonal allergy time. And my cousin who's a nurse was like, pop a Claritin and see how you feel. And I popped a Claritin and I feel a hundred times better. So, (laughs) so, so there you go. Uh, if you if you think you're dying and you have no fever, maybe just pop a Claritin and see how you feel afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I was talking about Drowned World. Have you guys um, have you guys used Madonna as therapy while uh, we've been, you know, stuck inside? Liberty. Well, I um, a little bit. I have uh, a friend who's working on a. Um, he's doing a little project of Madonna covers. And he has, uh, he's asked, he's got this one girl recorded, um, a version of take a bow and he's looking at some other artists that he's going to ask if they'll contribute. He does, he works in a recording studio. He's the one who helped me with my EP that I had made before. And, uh, he said, um, he said that he might have me record again. And that kind of, that kind of, uh, started, you know, bubbling in my mind and thinking about what I'd like to do with that. Um, cause I think on my, on my project that I did with my EP with him before I didn't, I think I was a little too true to the original or tried to be more, you know, like her. And mm-hmm. I would like to like depart a little bit more and, and change it up. Yeah. Um, cause I, I, I love cover songs actually. Cause I, I really like to see what artists can do to make them sound completely different where you think like, I can't believe that that song is that song because yeah it doesn't sound like that song. Um, and so that's what I would, I would kind of like to do. Uh, and so it kind of started, you know, me thinking and, and how like, challenging a song you know I could pick of her sort of repertoire and I actually landed on bedtime story while my friend was leading me there and I thought I'm not sure if I could do that (laughs) but we'll see what happens um I'll just have to kind of that's a really interesting selection because it's it's when Madonna kind of went outside of her comfort zone as well for sure and um and if you want to do a cover of that, you really have to be, um, if you want it to sound truly different, it has to depart because yeah. you don't want to sound like, cause I, I know that there was, I don't know if you guys have this, but it's called Virgin Voices and it's this. Oh yeah. I remember that album. Yeah. Of, Dead or Alive is on it. Mm-hmm. And there's, I think there is a verge, a version of that on there. Um, but they all sound, you know, just different they're very electronic and that's yeah that's yeah and i really liked it so we'll see we'll see what happens that would be a tough that would be a tough song to cover just in general you know i mean i was i don't know about you guys but like every time i've like 
gone to karaoke and tried to sing a Madonna song. It's some of her songs are very, very challenging to sing mm-hmm. uh, and karaoke because mm-hmm. they are. she stamps her songs so well that like when it's not her singing it with her production value, it kind of is like, it falls flat. Like, and mm-hmm. for, for any listeners out there, if you ever go to karaoke in the future and think, Oh, I'm gonna get up and sing music by Madonna. Do not. I'm no. Telling you right or now. Or if you think you're gonna sing Vogue, you're gonna fall flat on your face. Yeah. I found the two, the actually the three tracks that I have the most success with in karaoke is some places have the Miami mix of "Don't Cry for Me, Argentina." That would be one, and, sure. And that's really good because you can kind of go all over the place with it because she re-sang the vocals and they're more loose. And any song from I'm Breathless, I, for some reason, can nail. So I always do Hanky Panky or Sooner or Later. <laughs> right. Because, well, and, that's, yeah, I mean, it's upbeat and fun. Yeah. But um, I've tried Papa Don't Preach. I've tried Vogue. And it's, like, embarrassing. And Like a Prayer, don't even try it. Don't ever try <laughs> to sing Like a Prayer. I, you know it's, what, my go-to. Like, through, you just want to leave the room. <laughs> my go-to Madonna karaoke song has always been Dress You Up because it's, old enough and like it's a simpler production because it was done in Mm -hmm. the 80s but and then you can actually like it's kind of fun and silly and quirky and 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 fast and you can sort of get Mm -hmm. through it and um i always find that works really well well a few years ago he did a um my friend he invited after he did the ep for me he invited me to sing at um a pride festival there in in that town where we were living and which town it's mccallan <laughs> texas it's oh my god my mother lives there <laughs> no way oh my god <laughs> yes oh wow okay my mother retired there from houston but that's another story anyway okay well see that's um <laughs> i'm glad they have a pride there now because when i used to go visit it was very intense. oh it is really popping like it's a it's it's actually you know getting um a lot of people in involved in lgbtq rights and and really like coming together in the community because they didn't have um anything really before to to bring them together and so i was super honored um to 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 be able to it was just one of the little opening things uh but liberty that sounds awesome that makes me feel great wait what did you sing well uh he he told me i could kind of choose whatever i wanted to sing um so i did and I did, but I didn't want to sing the the songs that were on my EP, and I didn't want them to sound just like her singing because I don't want people thinking, you know, this girl thinks she's Madonna. Because um, <laughs> I can't, I can't. Um, Here comes another Madonna impersonator. I think I did. I did like the rock version of Borderline. Um, I did. Why is it escaping me now? Um, Was it all classic Madonna? Yes, I or think was it was it from a newer album. The only one that I did that wasn't uh no, I think I also you know why I'm I'm blanking. There was only like four or five songs, but the fifth song was um I was singing the uh the title is escaping me. It's the one where she's just like in girly show, she's sitting there and she's singing sitting on a park bench. You know which song it is. In this life. Thank you. Okay. So, oh, yeah. there we go. Oh, erotica. <laughs> I, okay, there we go. <laughs> I was singing in this life, and it started to, like, thunderstorm, you know, get crazy. It, it was an outside festival, and uh, they told me to stop. I had to stop because, oh, no. because it was too dangerous. Well, you don't want to get, a, you don't get electrocuted. Yeah. yeah. And I was just going to say that is – 
probably the least covered Madonna song yeah. in her repertoire. And, you but know, it should be covered more because it's an important song. Well, honestly, I felt like it was because there had been um, there had been a lot of of people speaking there about AIDS and about awareness. Mm-hmm. And um, and I thought it it was something that would work for the festival. Yeah. And nice. really, I kind of thought, hey after they were telling me like, you kind of need to get off the stage because you're going to, you know, get electrocuted. I was like, but this is, if I have to go, this is how I want to go. Like, let me sing. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I, I, I live to tell and I, uh, oh, ooh, yeah. mm-hmm. but, um, Sorry. yeah. So maybe, maybe I'll get to do that again. We'll see. Well, Liberty, um, since music does actually make the people come together, why don't you, Play us a little something on your guitar. Okay. Oh, see. yeah. Can you do that for us? But that would be awesome. Yeah, I just happen to have my guitar right here. Well, oh my God. well shocking. <laughs> we'll see for you. She's like one of those country singers that's always wearing a hat and, and she's always got her guitar strapped on. <laughs> <laughs> just in case someone shows up that's going to give her her big break. Yeah. Well, you know, if in case I ever need to break out in Jolene, I just. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, look at that woman who um, there was that guy recording. Like people, we just going up to random people in the London tube, and he like stopped that woman and said, "Sing um, Shallow" by Lady Gaga, and she started belting that song. Did you see that? I, uh, yeah, she's actually now one of our new pop idols, and she's got yeah. a new album coming out. Exactly, <laughs> like that's what I mean. Like, look, she and she had said, I think she got interviewed on Ellen, and she mm-hmm. had said her dad always told her, "When if anyone ever asks you to sing, sing," and now she's like got a, you know, got a living off of it. So good yeah. for her, you know, and that's exactly. So Liberty, you carry that guitar around with you wherever you go. Sing out Liberty. Okay. <laughs> or play. Oh well, yeah. What I'll, are we going to get? What, what are we going to get? Uh, wash all over me. Oh, not the Avicii uh, version though. No. <laughs> no, because, uh, I'll be frank and, and I'll just say really quick that, uh, you know, I was the, uh, I was a very bad girl whenever the rebel heart, um, demos came out i was i was all over those and mm-hmm. uh right there with I, you sister i personally <laughs> i find them much better than the final i'm sorry madonna i'm i know yeah. we all do i, know, I mean I we it's, are sorry maverick okay. boy yeah. toys warner brothers <laughs> records uh yeah. interscope we're very sorry but the the demos were the way were the ones yeah you know? they were yeah. the ones and um so no it won't be the avici version okay. and um it's okay but it also might not be the best version you've because <laughs> uh, I haven't played that much lately. So let's just see what. Well, happens. but see, like well, exactly, here's like here's your chance. Now we can you can you can start playing again. You know. All right. <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll give it a shot. Let's see what comes out. Okay. Cool. Awesome. In a world that's changing, I'm a stranger in a strange land. A contradiction, and I'm stuck here in between. Life is like a desert, an oasis <laughs> to confuse me. Was that confusing? <laughs> so Sounds good. I walk this razor's edge. Will I stand or will I fall? Turn a blind eye, try 
to pretend that nothing is what it seems. Torn between the impulse to stay and running away from all this madness. Let it come. Let it rain. There you go. That's all you're getting today. Oh, oh, thank you. Oh my God, that was awesome. Thanks for reminding us what a good song "Wash All Over Me" is. It is a really good song, and it really um, is. I thought it was like a good one to choose for you know feeling alone, feeling isolated, Mm -hmm. and um, where are we going to go from here? kind of a thing yeah no that was actually that was such an unexpected choice i would never have this i would never would be like oh play wash all over me because like for me i'm like i felt like she discarded that song when she changed the demo because i was like i so loved the demo and then when the, the album version came out i was like this song is dead to me I know. And, and and the same the same thing with joan of arc too joan of arc was fine as it was yeah oh yeah so much better and i mean because and this is the thing for me as an album just i know that i didn't you didn't give me the platform to say this but as an album Lyrically, so many of the songs on Rebel Heart are so profound, and most of them mm-hmm. all ended up on the cutting floor. Like, it, it it breaks my heart sometimes to think about it because there's so so much there that I and I think she must have just been that hurt, you know, that mm-hmm. it was yeah. like she's not going to give us the goods, but we I still have them, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. There will be a box set one day. One day. We're going to get yeah, I think so. everything we've always wanted. Um, so have you guys heard that story that uh, Madonna inadvertently predicted the coronavirus last yes. year at oh my Eurovision? God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so hilarious and preposterous, you know, because the thing is, like, whoever, whoever did this, you know, uh, ex- whoever exposed this, you know, uh, is not a Madonna fan. So to hear this guy talk about, you know, um, how she's like a demonic satanic, you know, kind of thing. And, and then talking about like the face mask and I'm like, um, don't you realize that that's like part of the whole Madame X look, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, his YouTube video is a little cuckoo bananas. Like I was, oh, looking, yeah, no. I was listening to it. I'm like, Oh my God, this dude is, should not be allowed to make videos. Yeah, it's like you're talking about Madonna being like the queen of the apocalypse, and then what are you saying, you know? (laughs) Well, my sister sent me something really weird before all of that about how this was all some sort of conspiracy. She's into those things, but Mm -hmm. Madonna was listed in the celebrities that were were aware and responsible. I was like, really? Okay. No, and that's what this guy was saying, Um, you know, because in the Eurovision performance – there's elements of dark ballet and future. So this guy thinks that it's one song, you know, which is already you know, <laughs> discrediting him, but he's like, and listen where she's talking about there's something in the wind. And I'm like, um, 
yeah. And, <laughs> and then he's like, and, and then listen, listen, you know, she's saying that not everyone is going to the future. And in the background, you see destruction. And I'm like, yeah, that's the ghost town video. I mean, it's like all these Madonna references that we know. And this guy is like pulling out of his ass, like the most, you know, far-fetched conspiracy theories. But hey, it's nice to know that Madonna is still being talked about. <laughs> well, and honestly, I mean, her performance at Eurovision could yes it could it very well applies to what's mm-hmm. currently going on but she also was talking about what was happening when she was performing at Eurovision like the, exactly the state of the world just in general like if, if if i know the coronavirus is sort of like taking over the news cycle but it's like lest we forget there was a lot of bad things happening prior mm-hmm. to this year um that are very similar to what she was talking about so i yeah, and I, I think I told you last week, Stefan, that I listened to Madame X in, you know, in full one night when I couldn't sleep. And I was like, you know, not not saying that this is prophetic, but, you know, Madonna has her hand on the pulse of what's going on right now, whether we want to hear it or not, you know. And that's mm-hmm. maybe one of the reasons that a lot of people didn't get on board with Madame X, because it is dark. And there's a lot of darkness there, you know, and not a lot of redemption, as in a lot of her other works, you know, where you get the dark and the light. But in this, it was pretty dark. And that is until you get to Anita and Maluma. Um, yes. Hard, hard to be dark there. But um, yeah, there's a lot of very strong themes that are very, that are happening right now. You know, um, you know, dark ballet, batuka, uh, God control, you know. But I think Madonna as an artist overall for the whole of her career, this is why she's been able to, part of the reason why she's been able to reach across so many different generations some of what she says sounds prophetic in nature because Mm -hmm. you could take her lyrics and you can fit them to different situations that apply to you and and some people use those really very 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 deeply they take them and and you know say this is what changed my life um Mm -hmm. and you know Maybe she is a prophet to some people. We don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, people think she's part of the Illuminati with Beyonce. And, exactly. You know, I don't know. I feel like if Madonna were part of the Illuminati, she would have done Madame X in stadiums, and it would have sold out. You know, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, but and funnily enough, you mentioned like how dark <clears throat> Madame X is as an album. Um, just recently, uh, I think, uh, well, yesterday. Uh, according to when we are recording but um the mdna album just turned eight years old and i know when mdna was released it was oh my god i love mdna it was known as a very very dark madonna album uh in retrospect (laughs) um it's not (laughs) and well i mean i think it's definitely you know it was it was a big Madonna divorce album, you know. She mm-hmm. recently split from Guy Ritchie, and I think that there are some light songs on that album to sort of contrast the darkness. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. because because one of them, which I don't even play anymore, it doesn't exist in Madonna's discography. <laughs> I, I don't know which one you're going to say, um, but I thought because it, it had just it just celebrated an, uh, a birthday that uh, we could have a little MDNA chat real quick and sort of just like talk about maybe like some of our favorite songs off the album. Maybe Wait, how old is MDNA? Is it eight? 
Oh wow! Eight is oh. great. Yeah, good. Good old MDNA. MDNA is ready for her first communion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, I don't know. What do you think? What are some of the highlights off that album for you guys? I, uh, me personally, I love "Girl Gone Wild." I love. Mm-hmm. Um, what were some of the other ones that I? My was, favorite. I mean, I, I mean, not my favorite, but one of my like to me standing out is is gangbang just because yeah it's so hard like it's just a hard song it's you yeah. know it has a it has a driving beat and um when mdna came out i had i was just kind of starting my like weight loss sort of journey so to speak because i was you know i had liked to listen to mu- madonna music specifically for that workout mm-hmm. time and um gangbang man as an angry person wanting to lose weight yeah. like gangbang really really got me good like i would work out extra hard when that song came on i love that song i love the edge that it has um part of me is like why isn't there more of this on the album but but i get it you know and um you know there i've, I've always just had this fascination with gangbang because it has like eight writers you know wow <laughs> and um you know, she wasn't able to, like, the record label told her not to make a video, and then, then we see what she did at MDNA on tour, and that was so cinematic and, and amazing, but a lot of people took it the wrong way because she was waving a gun around, again, right. you know? No, I liked, I liked, I thought that was ballsy of her to do a song like that and put it on mm-hmm. a record because it's so different from anything that she's ever done, and, you know, again, it's like every single time a Madonna album comes out, people are expecting her to trot out holiday holiday you know like borderline 2020 you know and it's mm-hmm. like well and if, if you can remember to when mdna came out if you bought a concert ticket you got the cd in the mail and gangbang's not on it because that was the version they were selling at walmart and target it was oh, clean right. it was the clean, clean the clean version i still have it wrapped up in plastic i'm not even gonna unwrap it yeah uh, why would i <laughs> i mean i think look there's uh you know that mdna got a lot of flack when it came out i think because you know it was so it the lead single give me all your loving i think didn't properly sell the tone of that album. You know, it was a little too, people thought the song was cheesy. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it just, it didn't have like an, a, it, radio wasn't playing it. And it just, it didn't really sound like Madonna. Yeah. It didn't have a Madonna vibe. And um, I think it was, that single was also hurt by the leak, you know, the, that single leaked before and you didn't hear the, you know, the finished product with Nikki and, uh, MIA. And I just think, you know, I mean, looking back now, I mean, I was watching the the video the other day and I was like, oh my God, give me all your loving. It's actually such a fun little song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the video is really subversive and really cool. I think it's going to be one of those songs that people are like, wow, I never thought of this song as like a classic. Yeah. And I just think it was, it wasn't the best song to lead the, the era with. And you know, I'm, and I get it. I'm sure that there was somebody who was like, look, Madonna, if you're going to perform at the Super Bowl this year, you have to sing. Because you know, what was she going to do? Sing Girl Gone Wild at the Super Bowl? Like, that, you know, she was she was out there to try to do something family friendly ish. And uh, that was her solution. You know, it was like, let's fuse me and and pop and rap and cheerleading and put it all in a song and then that's sort of what we got. But it, I just think, you know, maybe something like turn up the radio would have been a better lead single, 
Yeah, I think people feel uh, there's a division, I think, when it comes to turn up the radio. I really like it personally. I loved it. Um, Yeah. At first hearing, I was like, this is so Madonna. But um, a lot of people seem to think that it sounds silly or it's not or doesn't go anywhere. Mm -mm. And it's a great moment on tour as well. That was like I just got chills saying that because I remember specifically, you know, when that song came on during the MDNA tour at Yankee Stadium, the worst venue for a show oh, ever. Terrible. Um, I was so happy. I was like, oh my God, turn up the radio. And I was like, wait, why are you getting excited about turn up the radio? <laughs> now, but it's a good moment in that show. I posted this on Instagram just the other day. Um, and it is a controversial statement. I think you and I disagree on this, Tony. I still swear that the original demo for Turn Up the Radio is a little bit far superior to the album version of Turn Up the Radio. Um, I just think the demo version was a bit more simplistic, but in a good way. You know, like I think Madonna came in and she sort of complicated the lyrics a little bit too much, but I get it. She was trying to make a statement yeah. of the song and, you know, like make it her own and whatnot. But I also think Martin Solveig's production of it fell a little flatter um it, it wasn't um it, it sort of didn't have the buoyancy and joy that i felt the demo had so that was my only complaint when i i heard the demo before i heard her version and i was so excited about her version and then you know because i thought she was going to take the demo and push it even further than the demo and i felt like she sort of went the other way and so i was a little disappointed with turn up the radio i thought maybe there it would be saved with like a uh, Shep's a Shep Pettibone esque <laughs> type of reinvention remix, and we, we didn't uh, get that. From your mouth to God's ears, I my only beef with MDNA is superstar. Um, why was <laughs> Beautiful Killer not on the original track listing and uh, added as an extra? Beautiful Killer is probably one of the best songs. Yeah, because, ever because of the title. Because of the title. yeah, um, that would have fit. Perfectly right after Gang Bang, I would say. Yeah. But uh, Super Killers, that's one of her best songs that she's done yeah. in the last 10 years. And as we all know, she performed it live in Paris. Mm. And if you haven't seen it, turned it out. She was amazing um, yeah. the performance. That was the performance everybody yelled at her. <laughs> after, after. After, because it wasn't a full concert. But anyway, we digress. But yeah, Superstar, I don't know. I mean, it just sounds like it was written by Lourdes when she was in high school. And um, <laughs> and it was, it, you know, I could tell she was singing it to a young boyfriend. And it just, I don't know, it just seemed really like late era Madonna. And it didn't land well for me. And I've I've actually gotten into arguments with people about this song. They, you know, they say it's quote cute or quote um a new look for her but no i no sorry (laughs) liberty what do you feel about superstar um it's definitely not one of my favorites because look mdna as far as a record overall is really good but to me the song um there are some songs that fall flat superstar is one of them and b-day song and those are the mm-hmm. only two that I really don't like. I will probably skip if they come on. Um, maybe, I don't know. It, it's just a silly, like it's to me, it's just like Spanish lesson on hard candy. It's like, it's so cool. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> was also a little bit of a, le- but I, actually there's a, there's an acoustic. It's so cool that I do like. 
Yeah, okay, you need to find it and send it. No, it's very good. If you've never heard of Tony, it's really good. Mm-hmm. See, I think to me, I look at Madonna's career as a whole, and if you look at certain albums of hers, she all sort of she's always had sort of like a a superstar on each album. Mm-hmm. They might be mm-hmm. more successful on one versus another. You know, like if you look at like like a prayer that song dear jesse oh i was gonna say it would be cherish you know like it's sweet it's boppy it's the lyrics are you know but like cherish is successful you know like it Mm -hmm. really works on there whereas cherish is a good song (laughs) but like superstar i think maybe like maybe just because it was nestled amongst all of these other harder songs Mm -hmm. it, it seems overly fluffy then it, it would like whereas like the production of Cherish is so flawless and it fits so seamlessly it fits right in amongst yeah. those other songs. Whereas like you're going from something like Girl Gone Wild, Gang Bang, I'm Addicted, and then all of a sudden and like Some Girls is so hard, and then mm-hmm. you have Superstar. Ooh la la, you know, like it just sounds bad. It's after very you hear. Yeah. yeah, it's very left it's field. Too light. Mm-hmm. And then every song that comes after that is like a hard divorce song, like I don't give a and, um, <laughs> right, yeah. And what's the the big one? The the one about the money, love spent, love spent, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I do think if she had, I mean, I get it. They probably, uh, you know, I'm sure there's business decisions that are happening mm-hmm. behind our back that we have no idea, and maybe her record company heard all 16 or 17 or however many songs there was, and she was like here's what I want the album to be. And they were like, mm, no, you have to take Beautiful Killer, put that as an extra, slot that little superstar in. We might get radio play with that. You know, like, you, you never know. And, um, you know, I mean, because you never know, like, they might have also slotted in Superstar because they're like, let's try and get this in a movie soundtrack or let's yeah. try and get this on a, a CW show, you know? <laughs> One thing that I, I did not know until probably about a year ago um, some Girls was written by Willie Morbitt for Britney Jean, the Britney Spears album that um, he also did another song for. Uh-huh. And her management turned it down, so he gave it to Madonna. And, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it always belonged to Madonna. Cause yeah, I love that song. Love lyrically, that. it's her, you know? And, yeah, totally. And, yeah, I just, I just think that that was the right choice to make. Yeah, I like that song yeah. a lot. And, of course, there's so many beautiful – there's, like – how many beautiful ballads on here? There's Masterpiece, Masterpiece. Love Spend, Falling Free, uh, Falling Free, so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I would, I would even Best say, Friend is one of my all-time favorites. Yes. Uh, so oh, and the, and then in on the tour, Best Friend to me is so, it's really good. It's really good. Oh my god, I have a feeling I'm going to be watching MDNA tonight. Yes, me too. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a great show. You know, like a lot of, mm-hmm. again, a lot of people were giving it flack. I mean, I remember. You know, I was Golden Triangle for the first show in Philadelphia. And that day before the show, um, I was, you know, in a coffee shop and all across the Philadelphia newspapers, Madonna brings her gun show to Philadelphia. And I was like, seriously, <laughs> this is what they're focusing on? <laughs> yet, yet Philadelphia is having, I'm sure they're, you know, they were having, you know, gun, I'm sure they sell guns in Pennsylvania still, you know, like where's the gun control laws and she should have brought that all to Texas because people here would have been like, oh, all right, good. Finally, she's <laughs> right. joining us in our Texas, you know. Yeah, she was like, during Gang Bang, I remember there were times when she 
points the gun at the audience. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, that's her opening when she comes, when she cracks the glass on that, that mm-hmm. booth and then she's putting the, the, was it the, uh, automatic rifle at the audience and then there's revolver and then there's gangbang it's like all it's like basically the whole first section is just guns yeah wait was mdna the show that opens with the incense or was that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. i was like i was just gonna ask you did you guys smell the incense because i could yes i could i was Um, yeah i think we could that was the first show i was in front row for uh after all of my life as a fan and really like i got my friend was one golden triangle after tweeting guy Siri about 65 billion times. And he was like, you need to drive to Houston today. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm at work. I'm sorry. What? And, uh, he's like, yeah, you need to come right now. And, uh, uh, he's like, I've got front row and I need you here. And I called in a half a day and made it to Houston just in time. I'm so proud of you, Liberty. Hey, look, <laughs> if, if somebody says they have front row you figure it out, <laughs> You figure it out. Yeah, you drop everything and go. Yes. All right, so we have a couple minutes before we got to sign off, but while we're on it, let's just tell everyone our favorite MDNA show moment. Oh, okay. Well, literally, you go. Okay, my favorite MDNA show moment has to be when she's singing... um, it's the end, actually, celebration, because, okay, I know, some people don't like that. I know. I know. <laughs> no, I love that. <laughs> but, but that. But that Benny Benassi, like, pumping. That's the best remix. Yes. Yeah. And, oh, God, and she's just, like, going hard. And after, after having danced like a crazy person the whole show, there's still big dancing at that in that end moment for so mm-hmm. yeah yeah most of it done by Rocco Richie yeah he does oh, I know he was so cute in that he was little cute old Rocco Richie um but gosh she she comes down I remember um just you you see how she is when she's that close to you how she kind of glows just mm-hmm. she's still glowing like and it's not sweat it's just it's just who she is um yeah. And, and she's just going hard. And I just remember like thinking like, I can't believe that I finally, I finally <sighs> saw her this close. Uh, that Liberty, moment. you're actually right. You're very right about that. Um, if you guys go back, I'm just thinking out loud, but if you guys go back and watch like maybe the last two songs of each tour, she does kind of glow. You know, I'm thinking of girly show right now where she was, yeah. Yeah, she looked amazing. Um of course blonde ambition, but yeah, that's something to look out yeah, for. Yeah, when I saw sure. her coming, she I was on the aisle for Madame X just where she's walking down through I Rise and you know, I I even if she had had her hand out for a fist bump, I wouldn't have seen it just because I was I was so engulfed in who she like what mm-hmm. she looks like up close. Yeah, I definitely have that moment too. My favorite MDNA show moment is Surprise, surprise. It's um, Express Yourself, Born This Way, She's Not Me. Oh, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. I didn't think she would go there, and she did. And it it actually was really cool. The whole setup, you know, with the, you know, the marching band, you know, up the wall and, you know, just going from one song to the next and her being so happy and excited about it. It just, I just love that moment. And it reminded me of her, like her earlier tours. 
Well, and her energy in that number. I mean, oh, with yes. the problems and whatnot. I mean, it's like she's balls to the wall energy in that. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah. Okay, so, my, so what, did, my, what did you love from the Golden Triangle stuff? Yeah, there was many things that I loved. Uh, <laughs> uh, being in the Golden Triangle, I mean, and I've said this before because it was the first. <laughs> it because it was the first United States show in Philadelphia that I was at. Uh, oh wow! There were all these press people there getting pictures and so ev- the next day every single press picture had me between madonna's legs what did you what did you wear oh so i ordered uh, my friend jennifer and i were were going and we had bought, already bought like crazy expensive tickets and so we but not obviously you couldn't buy golden triangle so right. i was like and i'm like the day before thinking what can i you know put what can me and jennifer wear i made us like you know how like beauty pageants they have a sash that sort of say maryland or texas you know mm-hmm. to sort of say like where they're from and i was like oh what if i make jennifer and i an mdna sash and so it was like a hot pink sash with black mdna down the thing and i tweeted that to guy osiri and someone from his team reached out and said hey we'd like to give you golden triangle tickets so literally same thing that happened to you like jennifer was at work and i was like jennifer get back here <laughs> immediately we have to go and get up right up close for golden triangle i'm like and we did we like swooped in and we were like right in the venue and we liberty did not go up front because jennifer was too short for the to see over the stage oh my gosh yeah so we went to the point of the golden triangle because then you know if we turned around we could see the front stage and then we were right by the point where she would come perform you know like um when she sang love spent when she sang um one so my favorite moment of the show which was i'm addicted um i love everything about i'm addicted from the outfit that she's wearing to uh you know she's barefoot and while she's dancing the choreography on that's phenomenal mm-hmm. and, um i just there was i just loved everything about that number and i'm really always- surprised for <laughs> i'm really surprised because i did not think that that was the thing that was going to come out of your mouth just now Oh, why? What did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say like a virgin. I did like like a virgin, but it was slow. I, I prefer, I, you know me, I'm a little Madonna dance queen. Oh, you know, like, okay. I, I, well, I just you, thought. Stefan loves the bangers. <laughs> I just thought because what you see in that number is, and when you're up close, like you can basically see everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I mean, you, yes. You know, like her on the piano singing like a yeah. virgin. It was, it was, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I mean, look. I'm hard pressed to pick a, a, a favorite yeah. moment from that show. I mean, other like Vogue, I thought the the way she oh, staged. God, yeah, that's true. I'm gonna have to watch it tonight. And yeah, that way. You know, like that's your homework, listeners. Watch MDNA tonight. Um, you know, we all have our favorites, but of course, we all love Candy Shop. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I liked that version better than the album version, but my favorite version of Candy Shop still is the Rebel Heart Tour version. I yeah. Still think oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that is hands down, like, such a great version of that of that song. Uh, justice for Candy Shop. I don't know why Madame X didn't have some sort of, like, Portuguese Candy Shop right. snuck in there she somewhere. snuck it in there in the, in the Fado Club. 
there could have been like a, a like a little candy shop in the photo club. I yes. mean, come on, people. <laughs> one of her, you know, one of her girls could have come in, given her a candy bar or something. I don't know. It could have been like the cigarette girl from Desperately Seeking Susan. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and the Batuka girls could have Susan, come out. Susan, where you been? We thought you were dead. The, <laughs> all the Lisbon. Yeah, all the Batuka ladies could have come out like with little cigarette, like you know, like cigarette girls, that like with a little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. Well, Liberty, we want to say thank you for joining us today. Um, once again, I forgot there was anything going on outside my window, uh, you know, by talking to you guys, talking about Madonna, and um, I hope that you guys had the same experience. Yes, I Liberty, did. Thank, you for, thank you for sharing your art with us today on the show. Yes, oh, thank you for playing music. Thank you for getting me motivated to get back to creating a little bit more. I think I have uh, I have all this time, and I mean, I am teaching from home, but I could definitely, mm-hmm. I could definitely bring in a little bit of those things that bring me joy. Awesome. Next time you come on, you have to play your version of Batuka. I will. (laughs) Especially for me. I will. Well, Stefan, you want to say something before we sign off? Yeah, just uh, everybody out there, stay safe, stay home. uh, Keep your eyes on the future. We will Mm -hmm. prevail. We will get through this. Uh, We will rise. Yes, we uh, we stay safe out there. uh, keep your eyes on the prize and uh, yeah. And also uh, watch our Instagram at MLVC podcast because we will be doing another live one of these days uh, sooner rather than later. So keep an eye out for that. And as usual, you can find us wherever podcasts are heard, which uh, Luminary, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. Spotify. That's where you can find us. And yeah, drop us a line on Instagram or come to our website, www.mlvcpodcast.com. And until next time, we love you and we'll see you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.